and welcome to our first episode of Pod With Us. I'm Daisy. And I'm Mike. And our first episode is all about our journey. Get to know us from youth to ministry to entrepreneurship and to everything in between. Right? So I'm super excited. So we can start with you, Mr. Celestine. Start with me. Who are you? Well, I'm your husband. (laughs) I should hope so because this ring on my finger says you are. Listen, I put it there like nine years ago. Literally, literally yeah. nine years ago. So yeah, I'm. Uh, well, look. I guess that's the first fact about us. We're married. We are definitely married. <laughs> A couple of nine years <laughs> by God's grace. <laughs> well, look, everyone. We are your hosts. We are your very, very proud, excited hosts. Yep. To take you along this journey. Um, and yeah, you know, we want to just give you a quick overview, overview of who we are, what we are about, what this podcast is about. And for me, um, my journey really started from, I guess, young. I mean, I was, you know, you hear that term, I was brought up in the church, but literally I was brought up in, in the church. Don't get me wrong. I had a home to go to. I had a <laughs> parents, I had brothers, the whole thing. But, um, I never distinguished the difference between family and church until my early um, 20s. Wow, that's I've never heard it put like that before. I've ne- I didn't distinguish the difference between family and church. That's powerful. Well, yeah, I, I grew up um, in the church. I went to a Baptist church when I was younger, then I went into Pentecostal circles, and I my family was I saw my family faces in church. I saw the church mm. faces at, at home, home. Right. and I just saw them as my extended cousins, my brothers, my sisters, aunties, uncles. I was told to call certain men and women in the church auntie and uncle exactly so to a young mind you don't really distinguish you're not my blood uncle right but or you're my spiritual uncle whatever it is right Um, so it wasn't until my early 20s when I really got stuck into the church I was under the leadership of an awesome um, pastor and mentor in my life and I really got stuck into that ministry Uh, you know got my own youth ministry group and I was ordained at 24, 20, but 24, 25-ish, maybe 26. It's been a long time now. Mm. And led a church from that point okay, on. Okay, pause. Ordained uh, as what? you got to tell us. Ordained as a pastor. Ordained as a youth mm-hmm. pastor. And, uh, yeah, then uh, my pastor said, I'm going back to going back home. Can you take care of this church? I'm like, wow, a whole, a whole church to be a senior pastor of a church. That was a journey. In between that journey, I met you and getting involved in youth ministry as a whole now as we've moved on to different things and here we are on this podcast I mean that's me but what about you it's funny because one of the things that I guess we loved about each other and one of the things that sparked us off straight away is how similar our journeys are so even as you're explaining yours there's so much of that I feel like yep me too me too absolutely um so very similarly I was also pretty much brought up in the church um I started off in a very typical um Anglican Roman church um and It was very different to obviously where I am now, um, but loved it the same. I think I actually know that's a lie. I didn't love it. I loved the sense of seeing friends and Mm. seeing people that I knew, but I 100% was that girl falling asleep in church as the Bible readings were being read. The preacher was giving the word and I was conked out, like sleeping in dreamland. Um, And then went from that to a very Pentecostal church. And I feel like that's probably where my real journey with Christ began. Um, And then Um, I was under the leadership of an amazing man of God who is still my father today. Um, And I think our youth group as such was like what you described. 
there was no differentiating between family and church. It was the people at church became my family and they followed me home <laughs> and became my family physically at home. So literally my house was like the house where all of us would be. My Bless my mum because she had to put up with a lot, but I was that household where it was constantly full of people. There were always people in my house and I loved it. Our youth group was always in my house. Absolutely loved it. Um, didn't want to leave home. And when we did leave home, it was all together, doing things together. So very much um, united, I guess. And I think that helped me a lot because I went from there to, I guess, meeting you. Hello. Hello. Hi. And that was a huge shift for me because obviously I'd pretty much been brought up in this church with these people and then suddenly, suddenly I'm leaving and going to a whole new church. Mm -hmm. um, whole with different system. Whole different system. New faces. new faces. Thankfully, I had a few familiar faces yeah. within the congregation that you were leading at the time. Um, but there were a lot of new faces and a lot of different people. So that was a bit of a system shock for me. Mm. A culture shock, system shock, life shock, everything shock for me. <laughs> it would be because um, you, you're, you're adopting a whole new life. Literally. Building a whole new life. Literally. Yeah. And you know, you like church is very much built on network um right. it, it's a system of networks that we build together um we have relationships it's a it's a it's a cord of relationships so when i leave that cord where i've been woven into so tightly into the framework almost and suddenly i'm now starting again mm, somewhere else so that comfort zone that right safety net right i felt safe like even praying for example like i didn't realize how sacred praying was until suddenly i'm now praying with people that i've never prayed with before and i'm suddenly like oh, i feel the holy spirit leading me to say something and i feel shy i feel awkward i feel nervous to share because i'm like do they know do they, do they believe know, me right do they know the yeah. spirit of which like I, I carry the same spirit you carry are they gonna be looking at me sideways like uh oh -uh, girl so yeah it was um it was a shock but yeah thank god we pressed on and obviously together from there god led us into youth ministry and thus we found ourselves in a church leading the youth ministry and we are still there today by yeah. god's grace um leading the youth ministry <laughs> but yeah so i guess our, our journeys mirror each other in so many ways spiritually yeah time. we even yeah. found out that we even had we shared the same youth leader that's crazy time that is that still blows my mind today guys that um Mike's, I guess she was your youth pastor at the she time. Was, yeah. Your youth pastor was at my college. I was leading the Christian Union at the time, and the pastor that was helping us and mentoring us in the leadership is the same person. <laughs> so we were both being mentored and led by the same person at the same time, yeah. but we never, we even went to the same events but never saw each other. It was so confident to know that in such a way because obviously that person's way of teaching, the way of life, right. the way of ministry. Right how we imprinted leadership upon us. Yeah. It was shared by somewhat the same person Absolutely. in different ways. It was really comforting to know that, okay, so if we're going to lead together, at least we've got the same kind of seeds in Imprint, the seedbed, right? right? And even so, our pastors were very similar. Like, there's stuff that were. I would share that my pastor would teach us in and oh, tell no, us. Wait a second, that's the same thing. Literally, like, they're <laughs> literally, they're, they're cut from the same cloth. Like, it's, <laughs> it's insane, yeah. So I'm curious, right? So we've shared our spiritual journey. So what, what do you do for work? Who are you professionally? Who are you in the working world? Tell us, Daisy. Tell us more. I feel like career-wise, I've had such a journey, and I feel like that's definitely something we can explore later on in, like, episodes to come. Um, but, yeah, my career has definitely not been straight. 
Um, it's been up, down, left, right, uh, uh, potholes here, mountain hills here. Um, it's been a journey, but right now, um, I bless God because I find myself in what I'm absolutely loving and what I believe he's called me to do, which is working still with young people, but just in a different way. So I work with young people with autism, um, and I run a big company business with my mother and yeah, we basically provide services in many different forms, um, and ways to young people with autism. And I love it. Absolutely love it. And yeah, that's me. So what do you do? Mr. Oh, me? I, um, I deal with the training services. So I'm a training consultant. Uh, that's the shorter version. But I guess the more outlined version is that I'm a organizational design and development professional. Uh, that includes learning. That includes career development. That includes talent retention and selection develop all those things um, in the company sitting within an HR department going in and just consulting what do you need and how do we get you there with training and learning and that's what I do in a nutshell yeah so and do you feel question do you feel like your your journey I guess in faith and as a Christian has led and bled into your career a hundred percent a hundred percent. In fact, way? it's one of the insecurities I grew up with because when you get into your early 20s, you you take a look at yourself as a young man as you start entering into the quote-unquote the real world, having to fend for yourself, earn for yourself, do all these things for yourself and carve out your way in the world around you. Mm-hmm. You look for the skills that's been given to you by your mentors, by your mum, by your right. dad, by people that were ahead of you at that time when you're younger to say these are some trade skills these are some you know tacit knowledge that you can use to impact the world around you as you enter into it I didn't feel I had my, my, I didn't think my, my toolkit was as big as I needed it to be um, so communication skills wasn't great and you know influencing and building friends wasn't great and I really went into that working world with a lot of insecurity that like how do I excel in the place what I've got to it's competition there mm. is um, small uh, low availability or of, of, of opportunities for a big pool of talent like how do you shine how do you get out there how do you it was a lot for me so um, and I was I would always look at my mentors and be like you know I really had a sense of I, I was angry for a while especially at my dad and other mentors like why didn't you tell me about this mm. why didn't you prepare me for this mm. I was really upset for a long 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 time and I experienced a lot of stagnation for a while in what I was doing in my first job. You know, you did a job for um, when you're in uni just to kind of end me. Yeah. But when I finished uni, I stayed in that area and I was like, how do I get out from this? Right. How do I put into practice the knowledge that I have right. and market myself? It, all of these things, I was like, how, 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 how? Mm. And um, it wasn't until in my first, I guess in my, not my first job, but in the last job of my last industry that I was in, uh, I landed in training and I started delivering training to people and and I realized that, wait a second, there is a massive bridge here between me delivering training and development to my colleagues around me and other people. And I'm preaching and teaching in the church. It came supernatural. I didn't have stage fright. I wasn't nervous about presenting. Mm. I was able to be colorful in the way I delivered and be engaging. I realized that, wow, all the, the years I was spending leading a uh, um, youth, leading a church and presenting, talking, preaching, teaching, all these things were skills that easily came and showed up in the workplace as a really strong, strong skill. And it began to make me stand out ahead of my colleagues in that particular space I was in. I was like, well, this is an interesting connection here. 
so I guess that's that's how it yeah to answer your question that was yeah the left and right of that of the answer and it's so interesting because one thing we always talk about together um, is I guess this is a part where our upbringing does differ in the sense that you always say that you wish the church had prepared you more because a lot of the skills that you used at church you almost felt like you bled out and gave all in the church but nobody equipped you and taught you how to use that out in the world so it's almost like those resources were um just kept for the church and i guess that's definitely an area as church we need to do better in um but that's i guess one way we differ because i felt like the opposite in our in my upbringing i felt like our one thing that our youth pastor and our youth mentors were really hot on is equipping us with skills Mm. in the world that Mm. we're going to be useful out there in society to get jobs and you know we would have to do we'd attend youth sessions sometimes or we'd have to go through like how to write a cv and you know at the time it was like come on like we're coming to church and you're talking to us about writing cvs like what but now I look back onto it and I'm so grateful for those moments. We would have sessions where, you know, he would like take the guys and teach them on how to wear a tie, like how to tie a tie. Mm-hmm. And he'd be saying to them like, you know, if you're going to an interview, show me the kind of tie that you're going to tie. And obviously enroll the boys with like, you know, them big fat ties that they would <laughs> tie. It was really tie. short, literally <laughs> like what you do for school, Two like boys, really yeah, short, exactly. really big and fat. And he would laugh them off and be like, absolutely not. Like you cannot rock up to <laughs> interview with that kind of tie and I remember them all grunting and you know looking miserable at the time but now I bet they look back onto those moments and think thank god that whilst maybe some of them didn't have someone at home to show them that they had someone within the church to show them this is how you present yourself in an interview these are the kind of questions you need to be asking this is what it means to do research a lot of us would be like oh you know what does how do you research a company and you know when you're coming fresh out of school and all your teachers are telling you you know research your colleges research this research this you're like yeah 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 sure miss sure but it's like okay what does that look like what does that mean do I just google them and just like what does that look like so it was so helpful to have that and we had a lot of that so I feel like I didn't struggle in that part of my career like that was never a struggle they were very big on like our youth team were very big on taking your passion and what you're passionate about and being able to use that so and there were i'm so grateful that we were taught things like you know the skills it's not necessarily about the end goal Mm -hmm. like it's more so the skills that you have like i'm a very um friendly person i find it really easy to connect with people so that's a skill that i should focus on because if i find myself in a job where i'm talking to people i can pretty much survive and thrive but if i'm in a job where i'm hidden away in a basement somewhere and it's just me and a computer child (laughs) i am not thriving in that so yes i feel like that was that helped me a lot in that transition between linking i guess the 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 spiritual part of myself Mm -hmm. which is very interwoven to the character of me um and finding how that bleeds out into a career and it took a while for us i didn't that didn't happen that coalescing of spiritual and physical like vocations and callings all those things didn't really come together naturally until i would i would say when i was like 20 29 30 
I, uh, I always thought it's one or the other because of mm. the doctrine that we hear in church, you know, you are not of the world and you are not this and right. you are not that. So you feel like the skills that you have developed or if you've seen have as great as impact in the church, you feel like that should be only for the church. Right. And I, I've, I've come to realize that it shouldn't just be exclusive for the church. I think yeah. the spiritual activities like being an elder and things to do with that identified church as church 100% that stays within the church right. that shouldn't be adapted and changed and mm. and, and reclothed in mm. a way that you can no longer see as a holy function but definitely what you said people skills interpersonal savvy mm-hmm. political savvy which you have you didn't talk about all of these things you have I'm like 100% it shows up in, in the world that we live in yeah. so we can maximise how we engage our community yeah. and obviously engage it with the light of the gospel but at the same time engage it with your impact engage it with your value as a person and um, it, didn't, it took me a, a while for me to realise that they're not, they're not different things right. keep when we when Christ said um, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar and render mm-hmm. unto God the things that are God mm-hmm. it's just using the same coin but knowing where to spend that where coin where to spend that coin absolutely and not really saying oh I need two coins for different things it's one coin and there's one side of it and whoever's inscription is on that give it to God and let there be no grey area on how that's how that's giving out and that comes with time because yeah. that's all a part of the like the journey yeah, I guess of finding yourself hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Because there was a time when I would say I was two different people. I was one person out in society and community. And by the way, that doesn't mean that I was you know in the streets. <laughs> um, yeah. Although I had my face when I was in the streets, but yeah. that's not what I'm talking about. I mean. Yeah, where you feel like you have to present yourself as one person in the workplace and another person in church, for example. And sometimes finding that 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 um, stream that flows from one straight to the other mm. takes time. Yeah. Finding a way that I can still be me, the same me that I'm in church can still be the same me that shows up at work. The same me that shows up at work is still... Because sometimes, for example, a classic example is... Um, even things like, for example, giving examples and talking when you're at work. When I was in corporate, one of the things that I really struggled with was, obviously, I was reading a lot of the word. Mm-hmm. Most of the things that I listened to were of the word. I stopped listening to secular music, so I listened to a lot of gospel music. So now when it comes to, you know, oh, what, what did you get up to this weekend? <laughs> It's that awkward moment of, oh, if I start telling you what I really did, are you going to switch off and look at me differently? Or am I free to actually share that? Actually, I was at youth seminar this weekend and it was amazing. You know, we shared about this and I felt the spirit of God move me and I felt released because I was in bondage to this. And, you know, they're just going to look at me like, is this girl crazy? Like That happened to me the other day, yeah. <laughs> My colleagues always ask me, how was your weekend? And I'm just I'm just out and proud about it. I'm like, you know what? Went to a barbecue on Saturday in a specific place, Milton Keynes at Peterborough. And you know what? As usual, went to church on Sunday, had a fantastic time. And you always see them be like, they drop the energy. Literally, drop. eyes no, go okay, down. Cool. That's fine. I told you. Do you yeah. want a question? Yeah. <laughs> and and that can be, but that can be really off-putting for somebody who's not yet confident in that. Yeah. And, you know, even now, I wouldn't say I'm 100% confident. There's still definitely places I go to when I think, oh, the minute I mention this, you are going to change. But then there's also, I guess, the, the Holy Spirit in me that rises up and says, I don't care. Right. Like, that's who I am. So right. I'm going to stay true to who I am. Just like you share about your experiences and you don't give a second thought to how 
uncomfortable that might make me feel so whilst I'm conscious of it there's nothing that I'm sharing that is offensive to you or that should be offensive to you, you ask but question, that takes time and you got the answer right you can't even choose I don't like the answer yeah right? But, but yeah, I guess we can explore some of those things in episodes to come. But I'm, I'm curious to find out, like, with all that you do, because I, I know what you do. I see how you do it. And what, what's, your, what's your number one top tip for finding balance? <laughs> balance. As a young professional <laughs> and also as a, as a youth ministry leader and as somebody who's driving a, a business. And almost in a way, it's still a kind of a startup business, but... Yeah, how do you do all three and still find joy and balance and everything? Balance, 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 balance. balance? balance? <laughs> Woo! Do you know what? I would honestly hands up say it's a work in progress. The balance that I felt, there's seasons in my life when I thought I had balance <laughs> and life just <laughs> had to wake me up real quick and show me, honey, yeah. sweetie, this is not balance. So I would definitely say this is a growing thought, but I would also say it's been intentional. I've had to be a lot more intentional um, as I grow up. Not that I'm that old. I'm, I'm still a young babe. But um, I've definitely had to be a lot more intentional in where I place my time, how I choose to spend my time, and what I prioritize at any given moment. And yeah. those things are always spinning. Like, yeah. what I choose to prioritize, there's never one thing that's a priority all the time, apart from maybe... Apart from, no, apart from definitely my relationship with God, but even the way in which I express that changes every single day. Mm. It just depends on how am I showing that? What am I, today, if there's a work, if there's a crisis at work or something that's needed in that moment urgently, I prioritize that. But if there's something else that's needed more urgently, for example, then I have to check, okay, both of these are important and both of these are urgent. So which one is going to impact, which one has a greater impact and a greater lasting impact? What's the damage? What's the loss? So I, th I feel like all that comes with trial and error, though. It comes with learning that, okay, I should have prioritized this. I didn't. And this is the impact and this is the effect that it's had on me thus far. Um, and then learning that, oh, maybe I should have prioritized this at this moment because then I would have had this, 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 this. So I would say that it's still a work in progress. And there are days when perhaps I'm burnt out. <laughs> there are days when we both find ourselves burnt out and we're both sitting there and we're like, man babe, there's got to be a better way of doing this. Like, there has to be a different way of doing this. Mm. And then there are days when we smash it, we're thriving, we're, like, high-fiving each other, like, yes, we slayed this weekend, we did it, like, we got through it, we had so much, but we managed to balance it all perfectly. So I would say that I don't yet have the formula, but I'm definitely getting closer <laughs> than I was before. Yeah. How I'm about really, you? Me, I'm just saying no. I think as a person, I'm more direct mm. in my in how I engage my world around. Really? Me. No. No. Yeah. You, Mr. Celeste, yeah. direct? No. It's a new thing in my life lately. Wow. I've always, I've always been this person. Now. Oh, guys, as as we go on, you will definitely get to know why the sarcasm was cued in at that moment because he is the most direct person I've ever met in my life. But I'm not bad about it. I'm just real about it. Look. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'm direct to, you know, rub against people if I can avoid it. Mm. If you are in my way <laughs> to get something that I need to get, mm. and I can see you're just not working with the situation, mm. I don't mind stepping on toes. Just put it that way. Mm. I don't mind stepping on toes, especially when it comes to if I'm responsible for. Um, 
something important. Mm. I'm like, people are relying on me to push things forward. And they don't know the battles I've, I'm facing front. And all they know is that they just want to move forward. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm leading, I'm pushing ahead. Right. And sometimes when you break new ground, you have to use dynamite to get dirt out of a hill or a mountain that has always been there for X amounts of years. You have to use explosive, you have to be explosive. <laughs> Yeah. Think about it. No, think, I agree. Think about, this, think about the steam age. You know, the, when the when the trains were first being built, railways were first being laid. How did they get the track through those those countryside, through those deserts, through those forests? There was trees and there was mountains and rocks in the way. You can't just tell the rock, oh, you know, hey, I know you've been here for thousands of years, but can you just kind of like shift and grow differently hey, and I'll wait around? My Bible says that I will speak to that mountain and it shall be moved. <laughs> I cannot deal with you, <laughs> Mrs. Celestine. But I think I'm using that but analogy yeah, no, to help people understand that, you yeah. know, when you're carving out new things, when you're trying to yeah. be innovative, you have to be explosive sometimes. Yeah. And it's not something I'm, I'm always, always switched on. If I have to be, I will be. Yeah. Um, so I'm learning to say no. Um, say no in such a way of like, I've got a priority. When you know you're yes, yeah. it's easy for Just you to. Just say no. I- Come on. I think that's what it is. Say I that know one what again. My yes is. Say that one again. When you know your yes, it's easier to say no. Hundred percent. When you don't know what you stand for, you stand for anything. And I think we've heard that a lot of times on mm. social media. But when you know your yes, you know what to say no to. And so a lot of people come to you and say, "Oh, you look like a, an interesting person, great resource to come across this project." Mm. But when I know where I'm going, and I, and I determine that project's got nothing to do with where I'm going. I'm like, not right now. Mm. Mm. Excuse me, I'm like, yeah, not right now. Yeah. It's just not something I'm going to do right now. Uh, but I, I can do it down the line. Or, oh, great idea, why don't you go ahead and do it? Or right. I'll show you how to do it, go ahead and do it. So I'm just learning and deciding when to say no for the right things and when to say yes for the right things. Right. Um, because there's only one of me. And I think I was speaking to a, a friend of mine where, you know, this person was saying, look, man, I know where I've come from. I, I don't want to waste time. I want to redeem the time where I was being used by the devil. And I really want to be of use to God 100%. I'm like, yeah, but you're no good to God burnt out. Mm. You're no good to God burnt out, doing nothing, no impact, you're no use. Right. It's like, yes, you could be, a, I've got a toolbox across the room over here. And there's, I would, even though the tool's in the box, if the tool is useless, it's, for example, a saw is, is dull, it can't cut the wood or it mm. can't cut the metal. I'm not using the tool. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's in the box. Mm. But I want to replace you as quickly as possible. Mm. You've got to be effective. You've got Come to be, keep yourself sharp. Um, so that's what I'm doing to balance myself out as I do this and do that and do that. And everything is connected to my joy and everything's mm. connected to the grace of God in my life. Mm. If I find myself no longer enjoying something, I'm like, why, am I, why have I stopped enjoying this? Right, what's shifted? What's shifted? It's got, I'm not really led by emotions. Emotions accompany my decisions, but it's not, it doesn't lead my decisions. Mm-hmm. Now, why am I not enjoying this? Okay, let me just do a quick analysis check, inventory check on what's going on. I'm just like, okay, it's something I can just deal with. Let me just do it quickly. But if it's something systemic, mm. I'm not going in this direction, not easy, okay, fine. I'm not trying to cause too much damage let me just step back and go in a different direction like how water finds the easiest the path of least resistance right just be water just go just flow. as Bruce Lee said just flow and find <laughs> the easiest way to get to the target right so that's how I'm balancing myself plus having you as my wife having you as my partner you could banter you can joke you can speak really you get me so when I'm speaking on a level of like oh this and that and this and that you're like I get it now oh, you get me because you've 
we've had similar upbringing, similar spiritual experiences. Mm-hmm. I know you get where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. The frustrations I have, and you've got great counsel, great advice. Sometimes you don't listen, sometimes you do listen. And <laughs> <laughs> Just had to get one, that one in there, isn't it? <laughs> It's, it's having the right people around you, having the right partners around you. Right. It's super, it helps balance. And you know, sometimes we just say we're not going to go to church this weekend or for a couple of weekends because we need to actually recharge. Mm. Because we've seen the last three, four months has just been full on. Right. Plus, there was a time in mid-2023, uh, mid I was launching a new project at work. I'm working 18-hour days for like three months, yeah. two and a half, three months, and I'm like, this is a lot. And then you're still doing church, you're doing your Zoom calls in the evening, you're doing stuff on the weekend, you're doing this, you're doing that. You're being there for people, you're taking phone calls, you're, you're just giving, 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 yeah. giving, plus work is taking, taking, taking. You've got to say to yourself, I'm stepping back. Yeah. I need to recharge, oh, I'm minute. no good to nobody, but now. Yeah. And I think that's okay because I feel like a lot of times in my life I can definitely identify with that feeling of just being that blunt sore that is showing up but of absolutely no use to anybody or anything. Um, and feeling like my presence there is all I have to give, which in itself sometimes isn't a bad thing. Like sometimes if that's all you have to give, it's better you show up and, you know, say, God, I'm here help me rather than you know hide away and keep yourself hidden in a toolbox because even as the one using the toolbox you need to see that the blade is is it a blade in a saw yeah okay yeah (laughs) you need to notice that the blade is blunt for you to change it but you know if that saw stays hidden away you will never change the blade Mm -hmm. because you don't see that it's blunt Mm -hmm. um so again it comes down to balance finding that balance of right i can feel myself getting to that point where i'm running dry i need to top up i need to pull away and refill myself so that I can be useful in something. Wow. I feel like, um, I feel like that's a lot. I feel like this was meant to be like a lighthearted, <laughs> teasing, like just a little, woo, this is who we are. But um, I feel like we've covered so much. Yeah, we've gone through so much. And we just wanted to kind of give you guys a taste, a flavor of who we are, what this podcast is all about. Subscribe, share, Watch out for our next episode because we are going to cover as much as we can about our lives, about ministry, about business, about life, about coaching, about great decisions, even poor decisions and how we can just learn together. Right. And a lot of your questions. So we definitely want you guys to be sending some questions in. Definitely. because we will be dedicating a segment of this podcast to answering some of your juicy questions. Put it in the hot seat. (laughs) (laughs) Send in whether it be a question, a dilemma, whatever it is. We want to know. We want to know where you guys are at, how you guys are feeling. Um, Let's connect and build a community where we can all learn and grow together. Definitely. So I, I just encourage everyone listening today to really embrace your unique paths that god is really walking you down absolutely and seek guidance on from people that pop up in your life who are significant who are impactful from their faith walk as well um and and to navigate that journey from between faith and work between faith and everything else it's one thing you are one person for the one world around you which is Govern and the Foundation of Faith. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next time on Pod Pod With Us, us, where you can find us on social media.